Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole. So very happy to be with you today. How are you all doing? Did you have a good weekend, a good week? Did you celebrate with friends and family? I sure hope you did. I was traveling. Uh, you know what? I've been traveling every week since Labor Day, which is kind of amazing and a lot. Uh, and I'm filled with gratitude for having the work and the that makes me go places, for having the family to go to visit, and also for just having the opportunity to be able to move about freely, you know, for what feels like forever, more than two years, most of us were on lockdown. Most of us were told to stay at home and to follow the strict protocols for COVID-19 so that we could get our world healthy again and care for each other and our friends and family. And I surely did follow those rules. And little by little, as things began to open up, my work began to open up and also the tremendous desire to go to see family um, yielded great results because we were able to go. And so this week, this past week, which was Thanksgiving, uh, for anybody who watches this live, uh, the day before Thanksgiving, I think generally is considered the most highly traveled day in the whole year. And my husband and I were already with family. Our daughter was traveling on that day. Boy, was there a lot of traffic. Uh, coming home on the Sunday after the holiday, I think the second most highly traveled day of the year. So we were moving around and moving around, partnering with lots of other people, being careful so that we can remain safe and healthy, but also really just feeling incredible gratitude to be able to move around. It had been three years since we had been to visit my husband's family in their town. We had gone to a family wedding last year, um, but it was, it was wonderful, but it was also not at home per se. So we are experiencing gratitude. And I hope that you are too. I hope that you did and continue to do what I believe we talked about last week, which is counting your blessings. When you remember, consciously remember the great things that are happening in your life, whether they're tiny or they're large, you create the opportunity for grace to fill the space that you occupy, the space around you, and to touch other people's lives, which is really wonderful. Now today, I wanted us to talk about choosing joy. Now that's an interesting thing to think about, choosing joy. Sometimes we think, well, yeah, I, I feel happy. I feel, I feel good. You know, today, I woke up and I feel good. And while it is true, you can wake up in the morning and feel a particular way, or as you're moving through your day, you may notice that you feel a particular way, and there's nothing wrong with that. What I'm talking about is something that is conscious, that there's an active choice that you make 
to engage joy. And that is something that can be challenging for some people to do, can seem impossible based upon whatever the circumstances are that are happening in your life at the moment. I think about the stories that I've read about people during the time of slavery in this country and the people who worked the fields in down south when it was so hot and they were farming without any of the equipment that we now have and there would be song they would break out into song and access a depth of joy within themselves that was something nobody could own that was coming from their spirit and that gave them the energy and fortitude to move forward they chose to access that joy even in times of incredible hardship. Now that's an extreme circumstance, but I think about people who are hospitalized and unfortunately I've known quite a few of them recently. Sometimes people are grumpy and, and just, you know, not even thinking about finding a place of, of peace within themselves, but just succumbing to negativity and fear and all the things, but then others who are smiling and who've chosen to notice what's happening in their world that can make them just experience a moment of goodness in the midst of everything else. Choosing joy in a moment that may not otherwise feel joyful. So those, again, extremes. Uh, under hardship of work, under challenge of health situation. But let's turn to other parts of our world and our life when our choices matter, which is actually all the time. But let's think about work. How do you choose work? How do you choose what you're going to focus your attention on, your time on? How do you make those choices? And when you make those choices, how do you approach those choices? How do you align yourself with the choices that you have made? And I say that because for most of us, most of us have to work. Most of us have to work because we need to earn a living, to take care of ourselves and our families, to have a place to live, to have food to eat, you know, basic things. Most of us need to work. I'm going to make the assumption that this is true for everybody who's connected to me right now. Sometimes the choice of what we do for work is uh, fueled by some kind of creative energy within us, a desire that we've had for a long time, the education that we chose to get for ourselves, the career path that we chose. There are lots of things that occur that focus our steps in a particular direction as it relates to our livelihood. Sometimes it's simply a needed job to take care of my family. It doesn't really matter what the job is, just so long as I earn a good living and am able to do the things that I need to do to provide for my life. And then I have all the other things that I want to do that may be more important to me than the job. There, and I, I'm saying this because there are lots of ways that people approach 
how they spend most of the hours of their day, starting with what they do with that time and the attitude that they have as they are spending that time. Those are two different things. Think about it. For a lot of people, the job becomes this burden. It kind of weighs you down. You're like, well, I have to do this because I have to earn a living. I have to do this because if I don't do it, then someone in my life, perhaps myself, but certainly if their dependents, for sure then, will suffer if I don't do what I said I was going to do. While that is true, there are a lot of different attitudes we can have about that. It can be with exuberance. Yes, I've chosen this. I'm grateful that today I can get up and do the work that I've chosen to do that I've been that has also chosen me if I'm working for someone or a company. And then also there can be that negativity. I can't believe this is how I'm being treated. I don't like, you know, the negativity that can swirl around you and make you feel that you're living under the pressure of a tremendous burden. I want us to imagine that we can choose joy in those moments. Now, when it's a really easeful, wonderful moment in the first place, you don't need what I'm telling you because you're doing it already. Your, your inner being is engaging in the pulse of joy. But when it feels a little rocky, when you feel uncomfortable, when you feel frustrated, tired, worried, angry, exhausted, agitated, it's in those times when you need to be reminded to choose joy, to find the joy in the experience. It goes back to counting your blessings. All these things are related. But when, when you're feeling that friction that is depleting you or giving you energy in a way that's not helpful, how can you readjust that so that you let go of the things that are not serving you and you step into the things that give you energy, give you peace, and give you a sense of potential. That's what, that's what you want to look for. And so it's conscious. Yes, one of the easiest ways to access it is to take a breath. Let's do that. You take a pause just for a moment. Take a pause and take a breath and remind yourself to be fully present. Ah, I'm happy to be here now with you. I'm grateful for this moment. When you get to work, however you get there, if it's still remote or if you're going into a place, you walk in and consciously look around and look for signs that will tell you this is good and I'm grateful and I can find joy today, even if there are a lot of challenges. I can find it. I can access it. And I choose to access it. I'm making it a conscious effort to access joy. When you do that, it's, it's almost like you turn on a light on the inside that was always there, but you've got to turn it on. Like, ah, oh, wow, 
I turned it on and I see differently. I notice things that I didn't pay attention to before. Has that ever happened to you? I just just in moving about, have you ever I'll give you a specific example. I was walking down the street in my neighborhood uh, about a week ago with my husband, and he noticed a relic. And uh, I don't even remember what it is, but it's a it it's something that is no longer used. Like a, it's not a fire um, post, but anyhow, he noticed something and. He said, wow, I'm glad to notice this because soon all of these old relics are going to be moved, taken up from the street and possibly just discarded or put in a museum, who knows where. When he showed it to me, I had never seen it before. I want you to know this thing is just across the street from my building. He's probably seen it a thousand times. I saw it for the first time that day. And he was so excited about it when he pointed it out to me. It made me excited about it. Joy is infectious in the best possible way because he looked at something that, hey, you might have walked into if you hadn't paid attention, but instead he knew a little history about it, was able to show it to me and go, oh, this is so great. And let's notice it now before it goes. Do you do that in your life? Do you walk down the street, walk into your job, walk into your home and open your eyes and notice something that you never noticed before? It may have always been there, but you just didn't pay attention in the same way this time that you just had walked by things, taken them for granted, maybe taken people for granted, taken the support that you may receive from others for granted. What, ask yourself this question, what do you take for granted that may be bringing joy to your life, but it's just always there, so you don't notice it. You don't give it any love. You don't give it any attention. Think about that for a moment. Each of you, think about what you might not be paying attention to, what you may not be noticing that supports you in your life that you may take for granted? Is there a person who's kind to you every day? Is there, is there a type of organization around work that you do that because it's there, it makes your world easier? There are all kinds of things you could think about, but as I, as I mentioned these, I, I want to say when people work in offices, while it's not as common today as it used to be, there used to always be a receptionist. You walk into a building, there'll be a lovely person sitting at a front desk. Every time a person would walk through those doors, the person would greet you, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. May I help you? The joy that you could experience if you were paying attention to that person is fantastic because there's a spark, there's a moment of humanity touching humanity. And I mention this because with COVID where we were isolated in our homes, the only connection to humanity was across the screen like this. 
But when you walked into an office and saw someone and could have that shared greeting, that was magical, if you paid attention. And I want to ask you, tell the truth, how many times have you walked into a building, not even made eye contact with that person, just not even said a simple greeting, good morning, but I'm here to see so-and-so. Not noticing the humanity in the other person, but just getting right down to business. How many times would you say you have been guilty of that? I think many of us push past the connection to the heart, the connection to kindness, and just go directly for whatever that transactional experience needs to be. And I want to challenge us to slow down just a little bit. That's why the deep breath helps. You take the breath, you slow down, you allow yourself to be fully in the moment where you are, and you open your eyes and look around. Who do you see? What do you see? I'll go to those forms. How many of you use spreadsheets, other kinds of forms, electronic forms that someone has created for you, for your team, for your company that make it so much easier for you to do your job? I'm raising my hand. I'm, I'm raising both hands because this happens for me a lot. I'm not the best at making those forms, but there are people who are, and I am super grateful for them. And I sometimes remember, oh, that didn't just get there. Somebody made that. Whenever I remember, I say thank you. I Part of accessing joy for me in that moment is recognizing that someone did something for me to make my life easier. And wow, I am incredibly grateful for that. There's so many moments that could be agitating, could be frustrating, could be deflating, that don't have to be when you look for the joy in the moment. I'll give you another example. Um, this is again from just traveling yesterday. So my husband and I wanted to change our airline tickets because we got to the airport super early to bring our daughter. And then we were there early. Why not see if we could change the time? And an older gentleman was at the desk helping us. And he had a problem that I've had before. I don't know what was happening on the computer because we were on the other side, but he was having a really difficult time managing, trying to find the information that he needed to transfer the tickets, which for somebody who's a digital native is simple, easy, no problem. He was not. Here's where the joy came in. And I watched him go from almost a moment of inner panic when he was not sure how to do this. And we couldn't help him. Uh, my husband was trying to help him, offering suggestions and that was not helpful. We just needed to be quiet for a moment. But then one of his colleagues, a young woman, came over and asked if he needed help. The good news is he realized, not only do I need help, I need to be able to say it. I don't need to hold on to whatever feelings of inferiority I, I might have, of lack, because I don't know how to do this. 
I need help. Let me ask for help. He did. And this young woman who fully understood how to operate the system helped him. And you could see his shoulders go from crunched up to relaxed. His gratitude that this woman could help so that he could help us. And it was a beautiful thing to observe. And we were part of this experience. So all of us had to take a breath. All of us had to slow down. We were there in plenty of time. So there was no need to be rushed. But all of us needed to support the moment. To, to choose joy in that moment and to recognize that making that choice was going to allow for the best outcome. So, you know, I always find a quote. This quote, let me tell you what this quote is. And this is, it, it's, a, it's about joy. It's a little different from what we've been talking about. So let me set it up. But I like this quote. So this one is about why we do things and why we make some of the choices that we do. And it says, create, not for the money, not for the fame, not for the recognition, but for the pure joy of creating something and sharing it. And this is from Ernest Barbaric. Let me say it again. Create, not for the money, not for the fame, not for the recognition, but for the pure joy of creating something and sharing it. Ernest Barbaric. Okay, I found that. And while it's not exactly related to what we were just talking about, let, let, me, let me make a connection. When we do things out of the goodness of our heart and out of the freedom of our creativity, something magical happens. And, or it can anyway because it's our full expression of ourselves. And so from that sense, create, not for the money, not for satisfying anybody else, but just for our own good, for the good of the world, what happens? Because I've been talking about our choices that have to do with work and other things, I wanna, I wanna go back to this gentleman at the, at the um, airline he had the responsibility to complete a transaction. He allowed himself to be humble so that he could complete the transaction with a lovely connection to us and with humility. And I think part of doing things, you know, not for fame, not for recognition, this man, if he had been thinking like that, then he might have been really deflated because it wasn't working well. And when you start feeling deflated and embarrassed because things aren't working well, they just continue to work worse. For him, in his role, he was fully present. He was serving the moment. He offered himself completely to the experience 
that meant that he was going to take care of us. His energy was attractive to his co-workers. They could tell that he needed help, but it wasn't in a panic. So when they approached him, it was supportive. His choice, I could see it in his face, to find a solution was incredibly helpful for everyone, as opposed to, I'm sure you've had the experience when whatever you're doing is not working, when the creativity is not coming, when, when you feel like you're stuck. When you feel like you're stuck, then what happens? I, I see a number of my friends who are on here with me right now um, Dawn Kelly just joined, and I want to tell you, here's a woman who told me she had a stuck moment, and she turned something that was a full stop in her life and career into bounty because she stood on a corner, took a deep breath, asked God to tell her what to do, and saw answers, literally. This is not a dream story. This is Well, it is her dream, but it's not a fantasy story. It's real. Her choice to create and to create from a space of joy when doors had been closed and she wasn't sure what was going to happen in her life meant that she could have crumbled. And instead of crumbling, she has prospered. She chose to see through the vision of her soul. What happens when you do that? When you create not for fame, not for recognition, but for allowing your soul to come forth and show you how to move forward. I can tell you in her case, it has created a business that's helping so many people to be healthier and to be happier. And when we go back to this gentleman who I was talking about in the airport, he made mine and my husband's time in that airport very joyful. He helped us. He helped us on one of the busiest days of travel in, this, in the year. Instead of saying, Miss, it's way too late for me to help you. you you're asking me to help you change something in your flight on a crazy travel day? No. He did say, I don't know what I can do for you because it's such a busy travel day, but let me see. And with limited skills, but with tremendous support, he helped me. So these are two very different examples. And I'm so glad that um, Dawn popped on so that I could have another example. You have examples in your life. I give you examples of different things just to show you, oh, that's a way I can look at this topic that we're exploring today. With hopes that you would look at your own life to see, whoo, how can I apply this type of inspiration to what's happening to me? I don't know what's happening to you, but I know this. I have met thousands of people who have made choices, often when a moment before they were in a really dark place, 
feeling like doors are shut. I don't know what's next. I don't know what to do. And somehow, by connecting to the power within, by grounding themselves in the moment, and then freeing themselves to be able to see what is my destiny? What am I supposed to be doing right now? What is that connection? And I believe it's a connection to God. What is that telling me? And from the perspective of choosing joy, in many moments, well, in all moments, there's a choice. But in many moments, especially if it's an extreme situation, there's a negative and a positive. And uh, Dr. Janet Taylor, who's a wonderful psychiatrist who I actually talked to for a special evening Dream Leapers inspiration a while ago, she said that we have tens of thousands of negative thoughts permeating through our mind minute by minute by minute. I was like, what? <laughs> she said that the brain, there's a reason for it, that the brain works to ensure our safety. So it sees an impediment of the road, caution. It sees a, a person that may, and, and, the, and the thought first is, oh, dangerous. It sees an animal, dangerous. It sees all kinds of things and tells you to beware. To have positive thoughts takes action. To, to Literally, what she described is that you have to exercise the muscle of engaging positive thoughts because the knee jerk of the body and the brain is to think that something negative is about to happen. So I did not know that until she was describing it to me a few years back. And it made me have a lot more compassion for the people who are naysayers. There's always somebody in your life, the Debbie Downers of the world, right? who whatever you say, there's something negative that they can say back to you. Her point, Dr. Janet Taylor, is we need that. We need people who are naysayers so that we can question, is this a smart decision? We don't want to be so-called Pollyanna about things. We want to make sure that we are making choices that are smart, but also that are free and that are positive. And so Dr. Janet Taylor says in order to have those positive thoughts, we have to flex that muscle to choose joy, to choose something that is going to fill our spirits and our souls and take care of our community. So this is something that I want you to pay close attention to because we sometimes make choices that are based on ego. We sometimes make choices that are based on fear. We sometimes make choices that are reckless. What if you choose joy? You pause. You decide, what can I do in this moment, right now, that is going to bring joy rather than something that is going to satisfy someone else, that is going to, you know, plug a hole right this second, but in 10 seconds it's going to be unplugged again? What can I do? to bring joy to myself and those around me now? What can I do to access joy as I make decisions? 
what can I do so that I can access joy to help me make smart decisions? I invite every one of you to pause today before you make decisions and ask yourself, can I do this with joy? Can I create act by accessing my joy? And what happens when I do that? I really hope you do this. It's a wonderful exercise. It will bring joy just because you're inviting the joy in. You're flexing that muscle. So I welcome you to flex your muscle of joy today and see what happens. Thank you for spending this time with me. It's always wonderful. Thank you for all the people who have written comments. And for those of you who watch and listen to this uh, on demand, I hope you choose joy too. Thank you so much for being with me. Until next time, have a great day and make it count. Namaste. Thank you.